I'm Chris Whaley. And I'm Laura Harkham, and we created We Kill Monsters, and you are listening to Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks well, for having us. Well, and you know, I, I should say, you know, Laura and I have been exchanging emails for, gosh, five months, something like that. I think so. I think from uh, after um, you guys reviewed issue number one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back in July. We've had some 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 challenges with scheduling and whatnot between you know Gen Con and San Diego Con and. Uh, all kinds of other uh, life events. So uh, I'm glad we finally got to do this today. Cool. So are we. Right. We Kill Monsters. Issue four came out a couple weeks ago. Issue five comes out the 18th of this month, roughly. I Something like that. But no, I saw online a lot of people saying tomorrow, like the 11th. So I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be the 18th, but maybe it's coming out early. I don't know. We'll see. Either way. Within the week. <laughs> Either <laughs> yeah, way, buy it. <laughs> Well, tell our listeners a little bit about Weco Monsters and, you know, uh, what it's all about. Uh, well, Weco Monsters, it's a six-issue limited series that's published by Red 5 Comics. It's about two brothers who live in a small town who are they're mechanics. And one night, just stumbling out of a bar, they're attacked by a monster. And this monster bites one of the brothers, Jake. He bites his arm, and Jake essentially infects him with monster DNA. And Jake wakes up the next morning, and he, his arm's been transformed into a super strong monster arm. And as a result, he needs more monster DNA to survive. So the brothers have to basically start hunting monsters that are now starting to infest their small town. So, you know, it kind of tells one complete story in six issues, but of course, we leave the door open to do more if we. Yeah, and we kind of introduce, more or less, we introduce a new monster in each issue, and we also answer the, the we also provide like a little puzzle piece in each issue to the answer the question of where these monsters are coming from, which gets kind of revealed in the series finale in issue six. Man, you guys are answering all my questions before I can even ask. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get it done, man. Because yeah. I was about to ask, you know, hey, the thing in issue four, there was a... Um, what? Yeah. Uh, there was the, the rabbit it's done. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the, the rabbit creature, you know, and there was the, the hint as to where that, or, well, it wasn't really so much of a hint as a question as to the origins of the rabbit creature. That's going to be answered, you think, by issue six? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay so. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I mean, I've really enjoyed, I mean, we've really enjoyed reading every issue since it, you know, since it started a couple of months ago. You know, what made you guys decide to go with Red 5 Comics as the, the venue to really get this story out? Well, oh, well, who goes first? Uh, go, ahead. go ahead, Laura. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. 
Um, we um, went to San Diego Comic-Con in 2008, kind of with the express purpose of finding a publisher. So we met with a bunch of different publishers at that time. And of everybody we met with, um, Paul Enns from Red 5 Comics was the person that we felt who really kind of got the comic the best and really kind of got what we were going for and he loved the art and um so and we just kind of like their philosophy and what they were doing and so that's how we ended up with red five you know it's there's a lot of horror i would i wouldn't even classify week of monsters as necessarily a horror comic but a lot of horror comics nowadays are really more towards the dark and gritty. Um, you know, you got a lot of vampire books, a lot of zombie books, and this is really kind of more of a lighthearted adventure. I mean, of course, there are some serious moments to it. What kind of influenced you as far as, you know, when you're writing this, what, what, what were your influences? You know, when you came into this, you know, what feel were you really going for? I think it, it's really, it's almost like an 80s movie to me. You know, it's almost like, like a movie that I didn't grow up with, but, like, I wish I had, in a way, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, Ghostbusters, um, you know, maybe Gremlins, um, I don't know, movies like that, that, like, shit, like, someone should have made this movie in the 80s, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> that kind of feeling to me, and that, and those were, like, some of the biggest influences on me, even, yeah, yeah and, and, like, something like, like Evil Dead 2, also, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we're, we're not, like, as dark as that, but, you know, but like that to me, I think is a really good model. It's like, you know, it's violent, but it's really funny and, you know, it's, it's, it's like a great movie and I, you know, and that was a big influence, I think. Well, I mean, it's got a movie, a movie feel to it, you know, the storytelling behind it. I mean, obviously you guys come from, both of you come from a Hollywood background. Are you writing this story with, in, with kind of a future eye towards some type of film adaptation? I mean, yes and no. I mean, we definitely, I mean, of course, we would love to see it developed as a movie or a TV show or something, but our approach, like, once we start doing a comic, we wanted to, I mean, you know, we attack it as a comic book, and I'm also, I mean, I grew up as a comic book collector, so, like, I grew up obsessed with it, so it's not like, you know, (laughs) I'm familiar with the uh, medium, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I think it was, for us, I think comic books were, like, a way to do something you know, actually pretty quickly and directly to an audience, you know what I mean? Like, rather than, you know... Years in production. (laughs) Yeah, like, write a movie script and then maybe sell it, and then if it sells, maybe someday it gets made, and it's like, no, no, here we we can go from soup to nuts and we can do it on a shelf, you know? That's cool. And and plus, the other thing, too, is like, you know, I I, I grew up collecting, so it's a pretty weird feeling to to bag and and box your own comic books, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) put them in the bag and got the board and you put the tape on it and something like you're 12 years old again it's like wow this is, this is weird now uh laura you and chris y'all met working in hollywood is that correct actually um we met before that we went to school together oh okay so yeah so we've actually known each other for a while for a good long while how about uh is it brian Chur- uh Chirilla? am i pronouncing yeah. his last name correctly Chirilla? yeah yes, um how did y'all uh, uh, meet up with Brian? Because uh, you know he's doing the pencils on your book. Uh, in case you didn't know, <laughs> um, is is he also a, a kind of a lifelong friend or uh, somebody that y'all met along the way? No, actually, we um, you know we were just looking for an artist. We were going to comic book shops once we 
you know, once we had the, the script for the first issue done, we were just going to comic book shops and looking at different artists and trying to figure out, okay, who might match, you know, the tone of what we're trying to do the best. Mm-hmm. And we found a book um, that Brian had created called The Engineer. It's, it, you know, it's, it, it also has kind of monsters and creatures in it. And we could just tell from that book that he could be a really good fit for us. And so we contacted him and said, you know, hey, would you be up for doing a freelance gig? And luckily for us, he said, yeah. So when – why am I'm having trouble with words tonight. <laughs> are you having a stroke? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, my left, my left you, arm feels a little weird. Are you smelling toast? <laughs> gosh i guess i'm doing the same see, thing. Look, yeah, there you go. It, it, it's catching strokes are contagious <laughs> now you know so you know uh you and you and chris have, have known each other for a while uh what made you guys uh uh decide to write a comic y'all y'all been working in hollywood for a while and you know one doesn't necessarily lead to the other except i guess nowadays it does but uh what, what made y'all decide to do that well i think we we realized that you know, actually, actually, having just come off a TV show when we... We were lounging at the pool at the Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. And we were ordering martinis. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> and counting our bags of money. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. Yes. laughs> um, no, we just, we just come off of um, doing The Lost Room, and we... We actually thought, well, should we do another TV show? When we started talking about We Kill Monsters, we realized, you know, if we do this as a TV show, we'll we'll probably never get to execute our vision for it. Because, you know, with budgets the way they are in television, especially now, it would have to be more than likely, it would have to be some scaled back version of what we want to do to do a weekly show with a monster in it each episode. And so we thought, you know, if we do this as a comic book, we can do exactly what we want to do, and it costs the same amount to draw one page as any other page. We can, you know, go as far as we want with these monsters, and we can get our exact vision on the page. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where we really decided to go the comic route. What do you think about writing comics? Is this something that I think you might want to do more of beyond uh, We Kill Monsters? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a very... You know, I mean, it's like, just like I said, it's like a very, it's much more kind of immediate in a way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was cool. Well, and, and along those lines, do you have plans for uh, any tie? I know you're you're looking for, you know, if sales support doing another series of We Kill Monsters, uh, doing that. But have you guys been knocking around any ideas about some other books? We have, like, Laura and I have a queue of a project, you know, a queue of projects that are like three or four deep, you know. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, not even, it's more like, oh, God, which one should we do next, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now actually it was, now it's actually a matter of figuring out, like, well, which one's the best, which which of these should be a comic? Kind um, of on that same point. I mean, you know, because you, you mentioned this queue of projects. Is that kind of where Monstrosity Incorporated came from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, because, I mean, I think the thing we've done best is actually create property, right? I mean, and, and just create, uh, I mean, almost everything we've ever worked on is, is an original idea. You know, Lost Room, our, you know, which is our, our miniseries for the Sci-Fi Channel, that was uh, that was an original project. That just seems to be kind of what we're, best that <laughs> or at least that's where we've had the most success so it just felt like well why don't we you know i mean that's another kind of cool thing with the comic book is that well, we can 
you know, grow our own ideas, you know, much farther this way rather than just writing a script, actually kind of see it through in one way or another, you know. Yeah, and then somebody doesn't have to imagine what it might look like because you can just see it right right there on the page. Plus, I guess also because I grew up with, like, you know, like the Ghostbusters logo and stuff like that. Like, I love the idea of logos and T-shirts and things like that. And I just, you know, just as a fan, I just think that stuff is cool where it's like uh, you can see the Weak Monster skull and, like, that's, that's it. It kind of you know what the comic book is. Uh, it's Pearl. So, it's so that lets us do that. Hey, y'all, keep talking. I've got to step away for a minute. I'm sorry. Go ahead. About anything? Or it sounded like there was an there? emergency said, situation. About anything? Or just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just talk about anything. Well, you you mentioned the T-shirts, right? And the the logo. I, I know. I know where. But where can people get that T-shirt? <laughs> We're actually selling T-shirts through the website. You can go to monstrosityip.com. Or, or WeKillMonsters.com will also have a link right to the store. You know, your backgrounds, you kind of come from different backgrounds, based on what I've read. You know, a little bit of different backgrounds in Hollywood. Laura, correct me if I'm wrong, you come from more of a business a- uh, aspect, Chris. You come from, uh, uh, like, a visual arts aspect? Yes, no? Sort of. I... Yeah. Uh... Uh, Laura was the studio executive, and I, I worked in visual effects for, in animation for years and years. And uh, I, I still actually, I, mean, I, I direct commercials now, so I still, you know, I have a kind of a heavy live action with like a heavy CG element. So I still kind of, I still do a lot of effects. I was a studio executive. I was on the creative side of that. I was on development and so developing ideas for movies and hiring writers and working with writers. But yeah, de- definitely more of the business side of things and you've both been involved in a uh, kind of geek culture uh, maybe the, iconic what, films what the, how dare you <laughs> hey <laughs> we're we are proud of it proud of it because you know you, um, laura i see you know you were overseeing the development of well one of the films was the iron giant mm-hmm. and you know chris you come from a background where i think uh, the X-Files on your resume. So, I mean, what do you think, you know, I mean, you, you guys are obviously very interested in this type of genre, I, I think. Well, I'm telling yeah. you that yeah, you're interested sure. in this genre. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, is is this the genre that you think you're going to stick with, with your future projects, um, whether it be movie, television, comic books? Long-winded way of saying, you know, what do you think is next for you after this six-issue miniseries wraps up here in December? We have almost like two styles. One is, and sometimes they merge. But we we have we have a kind of a sci-fi career, and we have a and also a career in comedy, even though that uh, it's just been made. But we you know sold comedy scripts as well, and we made a short film a couple years ago that's uh, uh, comedy also. So we sort of have these parallel tracks that don't don't usually cross. Um, but uh, well, although I would just add that you know it, in. Some of the things that we've done, like We Kill Monsters and like Lost Room, you know, there's definitely humor in there. You know, you you wouldn't call right. those things comedies, but you know, there's I think in everything you said, one script we've ever written that I can think of, there's there's been comedy. Yeah, or you have some of it, right? Yeah. But you know, as a result, like you know, like I said, and, and as, as as working writers, those two worlds don't don't really don't usually intersect. Don't often intersect. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the the comedy people usually like when you say you write science fiction. Also, it's more like like you're a neurosurgeon or something. You're like, wow, that's a weird job to have on the side. And <laughs> science fiction people, I think the comedy stuff is like, yeah, yeah. But let's get back to the science fiction. You know, like they're not really <laughs> don't seem as interested usually. But yeah, like I said, that's 
you know, a lot of exceptions. But what comes next? You know, we have a comedy project kind of in the queue here that's coming up. But, you know, which one will actually hit next? We'll, we'll see. But we have, I mean, well, we also have a science fiction project actually in the queue also. So, uh, so there you go. Now, where's, where's that science fiction project at in your queue? In our brains. We're actually going to start it uh, next week. Oh, cool. So we can have you back to talk about that later on. We hope. Uh, let's hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I apologize. I had to step away for a minute. We had a crisis. My beagle fell in the pool. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to <laughs> go get her out. and We didn't discover it until uh, we were calling them in for – my wife was calling them in for dinner, and you know the hungry dog didn't come in, so <laughs> – <laughs> I said that's not like a euphemism for something that no, I don't understand. No, right? no, the, the, the dog actually fell in the pool. <laughs> yeah. right. Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's just a little half blind, so I guess she just, you know, stumbled or something. But I, I, now I smell like wet dog, so yay me. Be, be glad that we're doing this over the phone. <laughs> and how do you follow that up? <laughs> yeah, conversation killed right there. Sorry. Jeez, Aaron and your Baywatch stories. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> you know, Weco Monsters is, is a pretty sizable hit, I think. You know, it, it's getting universal acclaim. Everyone seems to like it. Uh, you guys were mentioned on G4 Tech TV. I think Blair Butler talked about the book. Yep. I mean, so it, it, it must be kind of gratifying that your, your foray into the comics world is really doing well and, you know, everyone's really loving it. Yeah, it's always, it's always a surreal feeling because you just kind of, you know, it's kind of in your head and you're working on it. And, you know, I always think what I'm working on is like the greatest thing ever. But then you put it out there and it's like stunning when anyone else likes it. You know, it's like, really? You like that? <laughs> like, it's just like a shock. And I, you never, at least I never kind of get over it. It's always like a weird feeling. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's, I mean, it's thrilling when people love it, you know? Yeah, but you just, you never know. You never know what people are going to think. So, yeah, so we're really, we're really happy that it's been so well received. You know, I think one thing that may kind of help with that, and I, I've noticed it, not just, you know, with We Kill Monsters, but with a lot of other titles, is its availability through Iverse for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Comixology, though, yeah. And Comixology, exactly. You know, I mean, so how, I mean, how does that come about? I mean, when you read your comic, obviously there's a big difference between reading it on, you know, in a page and, you know, reading it through the iPhone. You know, have you, have you seen kind of a lot of fans come via that aspect or, you know, introduced to it from that? Absolutely. Yeah, it seems like, if anything, more people are actually finding it on the iPhone than even in the print version, which is nuts. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I really like those apps. I mean, I, I you know, I have them now, of course, but, you know, like I was downloading like Mage, you know, it's like a comic book I read in the 80s, you know, and it's like, wow, this is kind of cool. And like, I... You know, I, it, it kind of works on the iPhone. I think in a way maybe it does on the computer where, you know, it's panel by panel. You can yeah. scroll through it. It's tactile. It's, it's, and, and like I said, it's not like, it's not like I, well, I could be clicking on, you know, looking for porn or something otherwise. It's like, no, I'm waiting on the bus stop and it's like, okay, great. It's a perfect time to like kind of flip through a comic book, you know. It, it's nice to have that know, comic I, book I like in your it. pocket. You know, wherever you go, have that comic book yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also really cool to kind of see, you know, on, on Comixology, you can, see how many people have put it on their poll list and you know mm-hmm. like that that's exciting to see and you know see what the top we're we're still in like the top i think top five most downloaded book yeah um that's you know also really exciting and something that you know we can't we can't get those kinds of figures 
as immediately with the, the print version of the book, you know, exactly how many people are buying it, that kind of thing. Getting We Kill Monsters into, you know, apps like I- Iverse Media, is that managed by Red 5 or is that managed by, you know, the, the two of you? That's managed by Red 5. By Red 5? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one on the call who doesn't have a uh, an iPhone, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we're going to mock you later. I, did, I actually didn't have one for like a few months ago. I kind of broke down, but I love it. See, and I have Sprint, so we get the Palm Pre. And I was so excited because yeah. it looks like an iPhone and it works like an iPhone, but they don't have comics on it. They don't have those apps. Oh, really? Oh, so you can't, you have to have an iPhone to get Comixology and iVerse then. I okay. have to. Well, and you can, get, you can get iVerse on Google Android as well. They're so every phone except mine. <laughs> you know i will say what one thing that's great you know a little bit of the inner workings for the listeners is the the preview copies that we get uh from red five comics of we kill monsters and some of their other titles i can actually read those on my phone but i can't read a you know like a comicsology or an iverse comic i feel bad for you i do paul yeah but it's great because i get to read the comics before anybody else does <laughs> at least that's what i tell myself yeah <laughs> it's your private shame, not your public shame. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're just sent to me. I'm the only one who reads We, we Kill Monsters early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that. Yeah, that close to my heart. <laughs> you know, you've hinted that everything's going to be answered relatively. You know, with some questions, of course remaining for a possible We Kill Monsters sequel. What, what's coming up? What can you tell us about issue five? That's, uh, you know, by the time uh, this podcast goes up and running, I think We Kill Monsters 5 will probably either be on shelves or be just hitting shelves. Well, I, I think it is coming out on, on the 11th. I, I was looking at my comic shop's pull list, and it's on the list for tomorrow. Okay, so um, wow. it'll be on shelves by the time this goes out. You know, actually, it's funny. Issue 5, I, I can say that, you know, I think sometimes like the second to last issue can be, or, you know, the second to last episode or something in a way can be can be the hardest one or, or maybe the worst one in a way because it's like you're just trying to build up to the finale without, you, you know, and, and so it's kind of all build up and not necessarily pay off. And so I think going in, we were actually a little concerned originally with issue five. Like, eh, is it going to be kind of as fun as the other one? And it turned out to be one of our favorites, actually, because I think it's, I don't know, I think there's some good character stuff. and um, There's good character stuff and we're still revealing we're revealing things in issue five still without kind of giving giving the whole thing away, which kind of happens in issue six as far as the mystery is concerned. Also, I think you start to see in issue five, like how far things have gone, like that the brothers didn't even realize, uh, I think is cool. You, you mentioned you, you kind of made that conscious effort to, to not make issue five sucks. Yeah. But, you know, I, like how do you write, together you know how, how how does that co-writing you know everyone in the, there's a lot of writing teams that we've kind of talked to and everyone seems to to kind of work together a little differently some people just say here's the story and the other person just kind of tweaks it a little bit um you know how do you but you know you guys have been writing together for quite a while now how, how does that work for you yeah for, for us it's, it's different with every project with our film and tv scripts we tend to kind of trade off. It's like when we were doing Lost Room, like one of us would write one hour and another would write the other hour and then we, you know, trade for the comic um, because I found comic writing so incredibly different than anything, any other kind of writing I had ever done. Chris and I came up with the story together, but then he wrote all of the scripts. 
for the issues because it was just, I just couldn't get my head around the, the format for comic writing because it just felt way more like directing to me actually than, than even writing because you're, you're really calling the shots in each, you know, for every panel actually. That's, that, that's a, a unique experience that I've seen, you know, that I've heard as far as comic <laughs> writing, you know, that, that it's that, that it's vastly different. I mean, I've heard there are some differences. It could, I mean, it could just be me, you know, like my, you know, my own personal experience. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I think the, the transition for me, like I said, even though I've read, you know, thousands of comics when I was a kid was like, you know, looking at a comic book and like every, every page, it's like, well, is this one page? Is this, is this just one panel? Is this seven panels? Each choice and, and kind of, you know, kind of figuring out some of the pacing and everything. But, and, and, I, and I guess, you know, you're, you're kind of having to think things out visually, even though, of course, I'm not drawing it. So, you know, it's easy for me to write, you know, and then a monster comes, you know, and Brian has to draw it, you know, but, um, but still, you still have to kind of think in this kind of sequential, sequential images, you know, when you're writing it. So, but I don't know. I guess I, I felt like I could, after, after the first issue, I think I, I felt like I had the hang of it. You said 2008, you were going to conventions looking for a comic company. And at this point, have you attended a couple of conventions as, as creators of a comic book? Yeah. Yeah. We went to San Diego and we went to Long Beach uh, in October. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a totally different because I used to go to, the San Diego Comic Con when when I worked for Warner Brothers to cover the DC Comics project. So going there as you know, essentially a you know, well, going there now as a creator is just such a completely different experience than than going as a fan or you know, going to try find material, which is kind of what I was doing when I was a studio executive. It's just yeah, you're you know, we're there to to try to to sell our book, you know, and get people interested in our book. It's a little, I mean, it can be like a little awkward as a creator because you got, you know, like all these girls come up to your booth and are like, you know, sign my chest and like, can I sit on your lap and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> that is awkward, dog, isn't it? Creator. Yeah, it's like, you know, have a little respect is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Paul and I get that all like the time. stop you know. That? Paul and I get that all the time, you know. Yeah, bloggers <laughs> are just so <laughs> so attractive right. to the opposite sex, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it about comic books? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Spanish fly. You know? It really is. It is just like Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In years, they're going to know this as the sexy occupation. That's right. That's well, right. they they, they yeah. really already do. <laughs> 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 well, you know, guys, thank you so much. And congratulations on, you know, the success of We Kill Monsters. And, you know, congratulations on finally being able to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's quite a double congratulations. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll send you a picture of the wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just to round out the evening for you. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.
Yeah, yeah. 